What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Pogo City Radio. I'm Andrew Bedlam. Here's the exploited. The Exploited on Pogo City Radio. How the fuck you doing? It is late as fuck. Andrew Bedlam here, fucking shit up all over the place. All over the place. I guess, I guess uh, let's do some introductions. We got some fun plans for tonight, but let's say hi to everybody. The man to my left, the co-host, my what? brother from another mother. I got this boy's back. $4, Sean. What is going on? Yes. Love you, $4, Sean. Love you too, Joe. Now, $4, Sean. Of course, you know this if you listen to the show. Banging on them drums and them spiky tops tracks. The man behind me on the vocals. How you doing, Joe on subs? I'm doing just good. I always feel compelled when I say that you sang on the spiky tops recording that you're the bass player for the unsubs. Because I feel like they like yeah, uh, yeah and then you guys have a chick singer and you do kind of have a high voice but not chick not, level not like that. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I wasn't sure. I was looking at some pictures. Did you get an, another new singer again? Yes, yes. So what's going on in the clubs? Kicks ass. Um, what is her name? Uh, her name is Jade. We call her Blade because oh. it's stupid and yeah, fun. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um. <laughs> Now she's the best singer we've had. I mean, none take away from the other two, but she's right there at it. She's with us, and she's inspired to do it, and it's... 
Was there only two? I thought it was three. She played any shows with you guys yet? She's third. She's the, huh? She played any shows with you guys yet? Yeah, her first show was actually like two states away in like South Carolina with us. Dedicated. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Exactly. That's what I must have saw a picture from that because I saw it. It wasn't even like, you know, it was a show for her. Yeah, it wasn't like well lit. I think I saw that too and I was like, wait. The last time I saw live footage of the unsubs, they had a dude singer, but now they're back to a chick singer. No, it was me singing. Yeah, it would just be him. Or, or, or Mike. Or Mike, yeah. Yeah, I was going to I don't think it was you. Probably nah. Mike Blanks. Yeah. Was it Mike Blanks? Yeah, yeah. yeah Holy Mike, shit. Mike, Mike, he, he did a small I know there was, a, there was the chick singer, then there wasn't a chick singer, but then I saw another chick singer, and I was like, oh, shit. They got another new singer. Let's give them all names. What was the first girl? The blonde? Uh, okay. Uh, snot face. Um, snot face. Well, that's what we she can go with by. snot face. Whatever uh, she Brianna. 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 That was it. Brianna. So we had Brianna, and Brianna left. And then what it was, they had some shows. So Joe was like singing, and the rest of the guys. And then the shows that were Jay's show, Mike came on and did like a couple of theirs, and Blitzkrieg Bop, and I Want to Be a Punk, and. That's on Pogo City's YouTube. Give a quick shout out to that. But let's also introduce, we'll get back to the unsub. Say hello to Wendy. Wendy's first time coming on. How you doing, Wendy? Hello, how are you? Doing great, great. See, it was funny. I would always see Wendy at shows. And, you know, Joe lives in Virginia and he, he does drive like a grandma. Multiple yes. accounts. Yes. But hey, he's <laughs> safe and he gets here. But Joe comes from several states away, but he's still at plenty of shows. People would think he was a semi-local. Like, you know what I mean? Like, local enough. So the dedication. I, I feel like some people who don't know Wendy, I like just thought you lived in Virginia <laughs> because she sees you come around with Joe. Right, right. And she's I'm like, no, he drives to Virginia to Allentown and then brings her to Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, you would definitely. I met Wendy. Andrew was like, oh, Wendy's coming over. I was like, do I know her? Have I met her? And he was like, yeah, you met her at shows. And then I saw it. I was like. I saw you at the last show I, I was I know your at. face. I, yes. was, I said, you've said hi to her plenty yes. of yep. times. Yes. So uh, I was glad that you're finally here. You well, thank you. It's a pleasure whenever. to be here. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad. Sorry it took so long, but it actually, no, we actually it. made good time, actually. You totally did. It was funny, right? So I'm, I'm at work, and as much as a phone whore, as everybody would say, I was, I, I have not been on my phone in like a year, and I ignore all my messages, and I, I have, Rude Girl just hits me up, I pick that up, and she's like, Joe unsubs is wants to know if if like he's coming and I don't even let her finish. I'm like, yeah, tell her whatever I said yes to. It's it's yes. It's still that, and I don't even know what it is. But that's how I make plans. I'm just like, yeah, come. Like as long as I don't have a show or something, you know. People like Joe, Sean, always welcome. <laughs> and so I, I knew a little while ago, Joe was like, ah, oh, we got to get together. So I thought somewhere in passing, we said he was maybe coming to my kid's birthday tomorrow and then going to the Exploited show like a bunch of us. But it turned out we, we hadn't even spoke. Oh, my God. <laughs> even the last and I was just like, whatever. Where you tell me to get here. I said, yes. Even the last few shows that we've been at together, we spoke for like a second. And like even the last one I was at where Renee was at, we didn't even speak to each other. Which show are you talking we about? Like, we like, uh, that was the this show with the yeah. shirts. But that was because you were at the show for 10 minutes. No, we were there for like a half hour. 15 minutes tops. <laughs> I remember seeing you, Joe. It was okay. noble of Joe. It was kind of like a martyr because sadly, it kind of like you missed both shows. Yeah. And he was trying 
to not he wanted to support everybody and the shows were kind of fun. where was the other show uh, philly so it was so like they a were over by the time we got there so everything you, was done and you were at our show first right yeah yeah, yeah like so they were uh, yeah that's yeah and i remember seeing you and then i was just like where's joe and they were like oh he went to the other show <laughs> and then you ended up missing most of all, of it, all, all of it all of it we got there for the merch that was yeah. it <laughs> but see that that's how much he supports though he's joe, missing shows joe, how many miles just to go to more shows joe how many miles do you have in your car Oh shit! It was it was at zero when I bought it. I am oh. almost at fifty thousand. Now oh, that's, that's only so how well, old did you dude, buy it? That's yeah, two that's years. Not, oh, your car is only two, two years, years old. How, you only have fifty thousand miles it? in two years, and yeah. you drive. That's a lot of miles. Oh no 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 no! no, no. Shit! Well, like, shit. Drive five hundred thousand. No no no! no. Five hundred thousand. Thank you. Uh, okay. I was gonna say. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I've ever owned a car with 50,000 yeah. miles. I was going to say, if your car is two years old and you got 50,000 miles on it, that's still a lot of miles in one year, but 500,000 like, is a shitload more. I drive like 60,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. It's got, I think you forgot a zero because 50,000, like literally you'd be there yeah, there's if no you way. were just driving to work for two years. Yeah. You'd be at like 50 if you were going to no, work. I have, have to go check. I have, have to go check. check <laughs> so interesting. So Joe I, drives all, the all around to do dude, punk rock shit. The, the, dude, I drove around for two weeks last summer. Like literally me and David, that asshole, we lived on this road together for two for two weeks. In that car. Oh, yeah, Was that, that car. your record tour? Huh? Was that your record tour? Yeah, that and plus seeing like Roswell, New Mexico and all that shit. Yeah, that's when you were selling your records, right? Yes. But you See, took that car then. So you went to Roswell, huh? Yeah. I was just going to say, I know you want to travel even further. I've heard you talk about going to the pyramids and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to be in like like another three years from now. <laughs> I, I know you have like a very specific timeline. Yeah. As long as I still see you, Joe. Oh, yeah. As long yeah. as you're I'll still be here. Long. Don't worry. I'll still be coming yeah. around here. So it's actually uh, even... It, it, it worked in everyone's behalf, if that's said right. Favor. That, there you go, favor, that uh, Joe actually came tonight because had Joe not come, we would have started the show on time. I had a very bad day, and I had nothing to talk about, and I'm pretty sure the whole show would have been me complaining and talking about diarrhea. So, <laughs> so with Joe being late and time to kill, I was like, ah. Oh, we need we need content. We need content. Everybody was loving the content driven shit and we were we were ready and I'm like, what can we talk about? And I'm like, oh fuck those pussies from one sided. I don't really have any shows to promote, but still go see the bad English in uh, Newark and Philly, which is the twenty seventh and twenty eighth of this month. QXTs in Newark with the OC Rippers. They will be in Philly the next day. With at the fire, uh, others trial by terror. Who else um, is playing? Doc Rotten. Shit, Doc Rotten. That's Doc what I was trying to think of. Doc Rotten. And trial that is by a uh, that's a hostile city oil show. They both are. So well, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, they they both are. So um, and Pogo in the Pit Two is playing in Newark. I uh, see. Yes, I'm so pumped. I gotta <laughs> see if I I'm gonna try and make sure I leave work early enough to catch that because I'm definitely trying to see it, especially like live. What will this be? The second screening. Yes, second screen. Cool, sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet. But I was I like, can't wait to oh, see that shit. we can promote the Exploited show a little. And I was like, okay, that'll take 30 seconds. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yes, after my daughter's birthday tomorrow, a bunch of us headed out to the Exploited. We got Crustin, Mariah, Renee Blanks, Rude Girl, Jess, Joe and Not Wendy, me. of course. And, and a bunch of Rono kids are coming to Bolo 1037. To the English. 
1037. To the bad, yeah, to Chandler. I've been talking to him. Chandler's watching right now, actually. Fucking love Chandler. Have fun at that show, guys. He cheered me up with some of the shit he said. Just be, and I'm not going to say what it was. Right. But oh my God, did that dude cheer me up when one side it was being pussies? Dude, that's my dude, man. Chandler's my dude. Oh my God. I talked to that dude more than I talked to anybody in Roanoke. I've never, like, we've been talking on the internet, not even for that long, only like a couple of months. And I've yet to meet him in person, but he's coming up for his birthday. I was real sad because he was all pumped. He yeah. he told me, he was like, look, I love the bad English. He goes, but I really wanted to see you play in one-sided. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, man. Uh. And, yeah, I was like, oh. And I was actually, I was, I was going to go to the one-sided show. And I, I, I wasn't going to do anything. But. I guess everyone thinks that it may cause drama, so I don't want to do that to Jason. But I was gonna go. I was just, uh, that made me feel so guilty. Yeah. But then I was like, hey, hold up, can you just come the day before? Because I think the day before is gonna be more fun. <laughs> and it turns out they are coming up, and yeah. we have played Bolo on here in the past. They will be on. They're not. You put them on your YouTube, correct? Yeah, they're on. Yeah. They're on the 40 Kids. 4D Kids YouTube. So check out 4D Kids. Check out the unsubs. It's going to be an exploited show. I'm all over the place. Stressful day. Stressful day. Virus, total chaos. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Pro mags. Absolutely. But I meant this show tonight oh. <laughs> is going to be. Based around the exploited, the actual live show tomorrow is with the virus, Chromags, total chaos, and the exploited. I know a bunch of our friends saw this show. I believe Wednesday at the Fu Church. I know my girl Katie Chaos was there with uh, Eva, and uh, I was seeing lots of pictures. They seemed to have a lot of fun, and uh, the place was packed. I mean, it was cell phone quality, but it, it, it looked like the exploited was kicking ass. I'm very happy to see Wadi. I'm glad no shit went down there because sometimes so much. Ex- exploited shows turn into like cuz like Nazis and shit show well, up there. We were going to get to that. Let's we'll get to that. But I so what I thought was I had this DVD. I can't think of what it was called. It was two VHSs put on one DVD. I had it in high school. Got it from Double Decker. Still open in Allentown. Go there, Jamie, buy records. They have unsubs there. They have unsubs there. Go 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 to Double Decker, St. John's Street 8th. And 8th Street, Allentown. But uh, yeah, this DVD was a documentary about the exploited. And then the second half was a live show that they titled Sexual Favors after the song. And uh, the interviews are fucking... What's cool, it's like... Wadi is totally the Aussie of the punk community. Nine thousand years old, can't can't understand understand a word out of his mouth, and it has gotten worse over the years. Because even though this DVD was released, I had it when I was in high school, but it was released before that. But it was, you know, thirty years into their career, they're doing cutbacks and they're showing like footage of them being interviewed in like 1982. You can understand a little bit of what he says in 1982. Kind of. But, yo, from the 2000s, yo, when the exploited, you started using the beat the bastard skull, like that era, I can't understand a word what he says. So even though (laughs) I've seen this documentary uh, many times, I I haven't seen it in years, I was like, you know what, while I'm waiting for Joe, let me watch this exploited documentary so it's fresh in my mind, and I don't have to tell everybody my complaints. (laughs) 
We don't want to hear about the diarrhea. And, oh, it's a hilarious story, though. It's hel- it would have been funny. It would have been very funny. But uh, yeah. maybe we do want to hear it. We, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, exploit it first. Exploit it before. It's not the G. We should have done it on the GG show. But it hadn't happened that been yet. Good, it, yeah. it hadn't happened. But uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the exploited. Really excited to see them. We'll be telling some of our uh, previous, prior experiences with the exploited. And where did that song go? Okay, there it is. But yes. Yeah, so uh, are they going anywhere? Where are they? New York tonight? I think. I don't know. They're they're no, they're no at a show idea. tonight. I think it's I think it's New York. I feel like Mike and Johnny and them are there at the Exploited in New York. I think that's going on tonight. But we started off the show with their first ever single that was originally a DIY release, Army Life, that is that version. It would eventually be pressed by Secret Records, the uh, first label, real DIY label they were signed to. I had an original secret, not an original, original, not a complete DIY, but I had one of the original Secret Records uh, the Army Life, I got it from Double Decker years ago. Uh, from Double Decker, I scored an Army Life secret. I scored a Barmy Army secret. Same thing, Barmy Army was also DIY, but then Secret re-released it, and I got on stage there. Mm. It was nice. it all in one trip? All, not in one trip. Okay, no, no, but sad. all those records. <laughs> and to be honest, one of the things, kind of getting out of order here, that really took off their career, though, was Oi the Album by Gary Bushel, and that was one of the first the I the first real comp I ever had was Punks Unite Two International Chaos, and the the next I one thought that was, was the first one. That's what I said. Yeah, you said two. No, Punks Unite Two International Chaos. The first one's just Punks Unite, and it's got like the craze. Oh, was it? It's mostly like New York. Oh shit! Mayhem. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So right. International Chaos was all over the world. And then I got Oi the Album, and that's where I found bands like Coxbar and the Cockney Rejects, and I was buying it because the Exploited was on it, kind of like, you know, I was buying the Pogo Attack because I was trying to get all the Casualties records, and then I found all these great bands. Yeah. Like, you Mankind, know what I mean? oh my God, so, that's like one of my favorite bands. Oh, see, that's Mankind. so Mankind, I love Mankind. Dude, I would never say this under other circumstances. That's my least favorite tracks on the album. Really? Ooh, oh my burn. God. I love Mankind. <laughs> Damn. So much. I wouldn't have said that in yeah, any no, other the, the, the vomit punks are I, was, I the, love the vomit punks. I didn't like them at all. <laughs> With Jen's feedback. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so if they, Jen they wasn't there, great. you'd like them. They, no, no, no. They sounded great on their actual like full length mm-hmm. thing. They sound great. They don't sound nothing like that. Was something else. Well, what about because <laughs> that girl Jen? I'm pretty sure she only sang on the one song. The Pogo Attack has two tracks by every album. But even if she did sing on both, what about when she wasn't singing and the guy was singing? See, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, because I will be the thing with Jen. I mean, it was literally listed as feedback in the credits. That's what they listed her as. <laughs> That's so what her voice sounds like. I people either there's some people who like. They want that stuff that's just like, oh my god, it's so gut wrenching, and then they'd love it. But most people are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but me, I was like busting out laughing. This is awesome and cool because when the dude sang and the sound of the band, absolutely loved it one hundred percent. Have you guys ever heard of the band called Use Arse? No, they're from Italy. That's what they, they the vomit punks 
are like the American version with Janumin. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like it's just noise. It's just noise. Well, we'll have to play. I can't we're, do it. We're gonna play some vomit punks, but first, what we're gonna play before that is uh, us doing a uh, little live in the studio, Dead Cities. Hell yeah. We uh, we record oh, it. Christ. We record it. Fucking whatever our song was called, and I just refused to go to the studio for one song. Oh, and yeah, Sean yeah. was like, I know Dead Cities, let's do that. So after Renee changed her guitar strings for two fucking hours, I'm like, I oh have footage of that on. <laughs> oh my God, I was going to kill her. I was like, Are you, you waited till we got to the studio to change the strings? I'm like, this is the most I've ever paid for studio time in my life. <laughs> this is the nicest studio I've How ever How many takes did this song take? I wasn't going to say it, but about nine trillion. <laughs> so this is what happened, right? It was, it was hilarious. It was so, so we play the song. It goes perfect. We sound great. One take. Sean messes up the last measure, and he just kept playing. He just didn't stop. That's all it was. I remember initially thinking, can't we just fade it out? And I, I got to be honest, I kind of feel like the sound man should have known better and not deleted it. Like he could have put it in another track. Yeah, yeah. Because the track was very good, and we, we could have altered it. But we, I thought we're just putting it to the side, but apparently it got deleted. <gasps> and we were like, let's take a take two. Sean then playing the whole song fine fucks up the last chorus this isn't fixable but then you were basically like a kicker that missed an extra point yeah. you got in your own head because we were up here we were playing that day and sean was fine <laughs> and even the first take but me i can get, see luckily i'm not like that with music but i'm not gonna lie there's plenty of situations with things i'm not comfortable with where that totally like me at work luckily with the carpentry job i'm in like something I can handle, but jobs that aren't my style. I hit one, even with the carpentry, one little mistake, and then I'm in my head, and I think the boss is going to see it. That's what happened to me that day. Yeah. Exactly. So I, to me, I, maybe the football pans, they don't understand, but that kicker who misses that extra point. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, then he misses the next yep, extra point. They can kick a 63-yard field goal, but then they miss then that 16-yard. Yeah, <laughs> then they miss that 30-yard yeah, so field goal. Are you playing the spiky tops? We're going to play, play Dead Cities. Oh, okay. We don't play this song that often, and uh, kind of like a little outtake, what the plan was, and like I always say, Shaken and Stirred will be born, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long time. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be a long time. We were going to do an original song by all of the little faux bands, even though Spiky Tops are doing some more things here and there. Each band was going to be a different lineup, and still is, with different members from different punk bands. And we were all going to have one original song. I didn't want to release them all for free on the internet. Oh, yeah. So since we can't release covers, but we can put them on the internet, I was like, every band will also record a cover. Yeah. So we can put that online. To promote the, yeah. That. Not to mention, I have such a great cover for Mike Blanks and the Wasted Paradabs. That will, that'll be the next thing we do. Josie... I think Josie will be ready soon. Waiting on Josie to make his return to the Parasitics, get oh. everything straightened out. And then Mike Blanks on the Waste of Paradabs would be me on bass, Renee on guitar, Mike Blanks on vocals, Josie on drums. Just scrambled all the names together. It's <laughs> nice and fun. But uh, we're going to get to the spiky tops, which is Renee on guitar, Sean on drums, Joe on vocals, myself on bass, and rhythm. Here's Dead City's Exploited cover. <laughs> 
The Spiky Tops. Hope you enjoyed that one. So we literally had never played all in the same room before. We had all done stuff with each other. Me, Andrew, and Renee practiced the week before we recorded that in uh, the uh, the Easton place. Used to be called the Sound Chamber. Yeah. Now we just call it Jason's. Jason's <laughs> place, yeah. Me, me, Andrew, and Renee showed up there and fucking... Rehearsed for like two or three hours. Wasn't the didn't the anniversary just happen? I think I yes, saw the memory. I posted it on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And so hey, people, when you tag me and stuff, my Facebook. I don't know why today. Like I'm, you've been tagged by so and so, and I have to hit like approve or whatever. I'm seeing stuff for the first time that was posted in like February. <laughs> that never. And I feel bad because some of them are like nice things, or it'll be like a a video of like me playing. And they'll be like, "Oh, Andrew, you're awesome," and I never see it or comment or like it. Then I'm like, "Oh my god, this is from three months ago." I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> I literally, it, it happened with Matt today. I was like, "What?" He posted this video of me and said like nice comments, and I'm like I never even liked it or saw it <laughs> but luckily it showed up in that thing today but let's let's get on topic real quick so uh i already started talking about the exploited so the band really gets together 79 wadi big john and uh, i believe drew sticks they seem to be really the core members i can't think of the bass player's name right now uh, and uh, i can't either the bass players uh the Exploited would have a ton of lineup changes. According to Wadi, there is no Exploited record with the exact same lineup on the same album. Right. Like, there's always at least one person different. And he even says, hey, it's my fault. Like, I'm an asshole to work yeah. with. <laughs> like, if you, uh, in the older interviews when I can almost understand Wadi talking, <laughs> he, he seems to describe himself as like a Mick Jagger type, like someone who really runs the band like in charge kind of the well boss. he's he's the only constant at this point but i yeah. mean even in the 80s though you know you would see that at this point right. but the entire time so the band gets together and um them them three guys big john and uh wadi and drew sticks they do they're the same lineup for what is like my core real favorite exploit it the earlier stuff and Punk's not dead and shit. Yeah, yeah. And there was the bass player changing throughout the records. But once you get to, like, I think it was the, I have a bunch of new notes here. I think it was the horror, yeah, horror epics is the first one without, like, Big John and Drew Sticks. And that's where I notice the band really start to have a sound change. What, what do you guys think about? Do you, do you, well, let, real, when let, I think of, when I think on. of the guitarist of, the exploited. I always think of Big John. Uh, yeah, but I think of his like his, his John Lennon glasses and his like blue Mohawk and shit. That's what I think a of. Mohican, as he calls Mohican. it. Mohican. But what I'm asking is, do you agree that there's a drastic sound change once they hit horror? Well, oh yeah, my God. What, yeah, 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 what, yeah, absolutely. Once they yeah. hit, uh, it's almost metal. Hor yeah, horror, yeah. horror epics and uh, and like Troops of Tomorrow and yep. shit. The sound is not. It's it's not, not as it's not as raw. It's not as Punk, yeah, yeah, street punk. Yeah, 
And it's like, okay, so real quick, I'm going to run through it. So in 1980, like I said, they self-release Army Life. And so at this time, punk legitimately is not dead yet in England. And they're actually, with a DIY release, no label whatsoever, I thought that Secret put it out from the gate, but they put it out themselves. And they get up to like the mid 30s of the indie charts, right? And not only do they get up to the mid 30s, they stay in the top 100. The Army Life single nice. by The Exploited stays in the top 100 for five years. Damn. Holy I had shit. no idea any punk album sold that much, <laughs> <laughs> let alone a DIY single. So, and That's an also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they should have been on top of the pops. <laughs> <laughs> so then they do Barmy Army, same year, and now they're really making noise. And this is where the shows are starting to get violent. So they were, at first, they couldn't get shows because like, nobody knew who they were. They weren't skinheads, and it was more of a skinhead scene. People, like According to the documentary, Especially because the songs were like, I believe in anarchy. Like, it was very, like, not skinhead. And then with them being on Oi! The Album and having that track. And if you listen to the bands, it's Daily News, which by The Exploited, which has never been one of my favorites. And I believe in anarchy, which I think is a classic. Most of the other tracks on that album, though, are real traditional Oi! Cockney Rejects. Coxbar, not Blitz, but Peter and the Test Tube Babies. Right. And so they kind of were in like an area where a lot of people didn't like them. But then once those two records come out, they're really hitting shows and clubs hard. And this is where the violence starts. Now, have you guys ever seen The Exploited? Yes. Now, when me and Sean saw The Exploited, it was to this day the most violent show I have ever seen. And I've seen violent murder junkies shows. And this had it beat. It, I've talked about it several times. There was literally multiple fights every song. And during the fights, the exploited would stop playing, not to break up the fights, because they would all gram camcorders from their amps oh, and start videotaping the fight instead of playing. Damn. It was, I got into a fight. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Most violent show ever. Somebody got stabbed. Somebody got hit with a hammer. It was and this is also well. You have, so were your exploited experiences no, similar? So no. it wasn't. What year did you go? Uh, two thousand six. Okay, so that was like I, I was going like t- same time period, like oh four yeah. maybe. That's like I the that's like. like the beat the bastards and uh, yeah that type of sh- so that type it of wasn't era. violent at all. I was yeah I was the only person in this huge crowd in Norfolk in Virginia, in Norfolk Virginia. I was the only person out there singing along with them. Everybody oh. else was, yeah. So it was, was kind of dead. It was, but uh, no, the place was packed. But oh. yeah, it was like it didn't seem like nobody knew what they were doing. Well, uh, was <laughs> it was it just packed with people from the club, or were they there to see the exploited? Uh, I'm sh- were the exploited like, did not they look punk? No, were no, the exploited no, no. not headlining for some reason? No, they were headlining. See, what that makes me think I've, I'm, but I'm not the exploited. I've had shows like that where you're like. Oh, good. There's a hundred people here. None of them came to see us, yeah, exactly. but they're in the room well, and they're clapping. Yeah, you get so maybe that's what happened. But see, our show was at one of my favorite venues at the time, the Sterling Hotel. There was I love that place. Downtown. That yeah. was a great place. There was there was always a little battle because Croc Rock was right up the street and they uh-huh. sucked. They would have good shows, but like the staff and the policies, they just sucked. 
and the Sterling was fucking awesome. Even if you were a minor, the Sterling was awesome because it was set up three rooms. The middle room was where the band would play. The room all the way to the left was the adult bar. The room all the way to the right was the kid bar, and everybody met in the center. It was... They'd let shit go on. You know what I mean? They weren't even, like, throwing everybody out for all the fights. My first Soy Fest was there. Oh, there you go. Was that... um, Blanks. I was going to say, yeah, we have the flyer up here. It was like... That was the best one. I think that was... It was your first, but I believe it was the second. Yeah, it was. It was two. Yeah. 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 But... um, So it was at such a great club, and... uh, But it was packed, and... At that time, this area, especially Allentown, had a fair amount of Nazis. Right. And, like, I mean... Bad rap. Like, two cliques. Not yeah. two people, but two separate cliques. Like, two separate Nazi gangs. And they would... They really wouldn't come around. But, you know, the exploited have always attracted Nazis. They are not Nazis, nor no. have they no. ever been. No, they're, they're not. not. And what I always find funny is... B, I've only seen the exploit it once, and there Me was too. a shit ton of Nazis. And our dead friend Nate, R.I.P. We was in Bedlam for a little bit. He, I would never wear this shirt for multiple reasons, but the shirt that Vivian Westwood designs that says "Destroy" and then it has the swastika. Uh. I would never wear that shirt. I don't need to call that much attention to myself. But I've also seen this happen. No one notices the word "destroy" and yeah. they think you're a Nazi, and then the Nazis know the shirt. So they hate you. <laughs> and so Nate jumped by Nazis. Not in front of me, but everybody hears about it. Like, jumped by Nazis. And, uh, but back in the, it, like, and those same Nazis are singing along to Hitler's in the charts again. I'm like, guys, this is not a pro-Hitler song. Like, Never was. This isn't a yay Hitler song. No. This is a... Boo. Boo like, Hitler. Pro Fuck Hitler, he's in the charts again. Real 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 funny side story. I think it may have been the same show. The opening now it wasn't the same show, but this band is playing who we don't know and they cover their last song. They cover Black Flag White Minority. You know what I mean? I the set ends, I go to Nate, who the kid who got jumped, different show. I'm like, yo, that band was pretty fucking awesome. He was like, What band? That last band? I was like, yeah, he goes, man, fuck them. Aren't they like Nazis? I heard him <laughs> singing about white minority. I said, like, dude, you don't know that black flag song? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? How do you not know white minority? So I, I feel like most of the listeners know this, but maybe, maybe we have some young kids who don't. White minority, if you just read the lyrics, it, it would sound like these people were racist, but it's sang by a man of Spanish descent and even if it was sang by a white man, it's all tongue and cheek. Yeah, well, that's Chavo. actually not his name. And that was, I seen him say it in an interview. I thought that was his name too, Ron Reese. But he actually thought that was mad racist and they did it to disrespect him. Really? Yeah, Ooh. see, he quit the band in like the middle of a show. The, they were also, Black Flag was attracting Jeez. a lot of violence. Skinheads, you know what I mean? Oh, and no. he was not about that. And I've seen him tell this story on online and stuff. I've like called him that hundreds of times. What is that? I've I've called him that hundreds. So am I racist? <laughs> no. But I'll tell you exactly what he said. He said he left the band, and he did it in bad taste, like just up and out of nowhere, walked off the stage, went to Canada, started his own Subhumans, but um, they. They put him on the album, and it was a w- he was never called that before. And it was a way to credit him but not credit him. And 
I guess he said it was racist because I guess it's like a, like they were just trying to make him sound like a, like a Spanish stereotype name. Like he had never even been called that as like a nickname. He didn't even know what it was. He said, I think he even said he didn't, he said as he got older, I really noticed like the racism in it. He said something. So like Black that. Flag is racist. No. Uh, <laughs> No, no. Black flag is not <laughs> but, racist. But the song, of course not. No, the I know song that. is saying, despite their lyrics, stiff little fingers are not racist. Well, I, no. that song is a little different. We're not going to go down <laughs> that path. When I saw those lyrics, I was like, "This is a stiff little fingers song." But uh, you sure this isn't Screwdriver? The the song we're talking about, white minority. <laughs> it's said it's supposed to be like. Some like Republican guy going, oh, we're gonna be a white minority. They're they're breeding us out. We're we're all gonna be some tan, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> they're singing it from that perspective. They're saying, oh no, we're gonna be a white minority and we're all gonna <laughs> die. So there you go. But yes, so very much violence, <laughs> right. very much violence. But the exploited, see, black flag never had that problem with the whole swastika thing. Oh, yeah. But I. Nowadays, totally different, but we do got to understand, and I'm glad it stopped. The punks of the 70s, like Sid Vicious and Waddy, they were trying to piss people off. Yeah. That's, this was before there were Nazis in punk. This was before shaved head motherfuckers were coming to shows with racial slurs. You know what I mean? And I'm glad it got out of the trend, but even the dead boys... If they didn't do it as publicly, but there's a story. Genya Raven was uh, their producer or whatever. Hillel Crystal, the owner of CBGB's, paying for their album. And the dude, I don't remember his name, somebody famous in the recording world, working the board, all Jewish. Yep. Dead boys walk into the studio, mm -hmm. and Genya sees on, I think it's Cheetah's Amp, a SWAT sticker sticker. She's like, what the fuck is this shit? And he's like, oh, we don't mean nothing by him, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, no, no. You're not punks. Uh, you're not Nazis. You're punks. She's like, I get it. You want to be everything that's, that's bad and anti. She was like, but you're not Nazis. You're punks. And then nonetheless, the dude working the board numbers on the wrist. Al switch. Al, Al switch. Whatever owner. the fuck it's yeah. called. The owner of the place also, yeah. yeah. The owner of what place? The owner of the, the, the studio. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it was, but Wadi had been seen rocking swastika shirts at shows. He had a tattoo that he had covered. I know. Actually. See that part? See, I've only, I, I've only ever heard that, but I have heard no, that. No, I've heard the and interview with him that like says he, ha he a had A tattoo it. a little different than a provoking T-shirt. So you saw an interview with it. So it is true. Yeah, you yeah, heard it from yeah, what? From out of his mouth. Do you remember the explanation of it at all? He just said that he was a young kid. Made and, a mistake type deal? Well, it's... We don't know. They didn't know back then about all of the... Uh, Holocaust the way we know about it now. Yeah, I mean, I they saying. knew, they knew, but they didn't like know the way we know with the media. But he, so, but he, no. did, he wasn't like. Is it? No. What I mean? He's not like a reformed no, Nazi. No, 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 no. Okay, but no, it'll be no, fine. No. Hey, if you're a Nazi and you hear no. this, reform, my man. I mean, nothing for nothing. He talks about it very publicly and has on this show. No. But one of our best friends was, you know, he was a punk. And he got abused and he went down the wrong path 
And he never called himself a Nazi, he said, but he said, I was racist and I considered myself a war skin. And he goes, but, you know, I've grown up, I've changed, I've learned. That's not who I am and that's never who I should have been. And do you know who I'm talking about? Um, no. Gabe. So. I'm oh, only saying no. this. He said it. <laughs> He's told this story on this show or I wouldn't be saying it. That's also, yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But that's what I mean, yo. Like, people like that. Like, if, if people wouldn't have accepted Gabe, he, like, and forgave him, like, we'd have one more Nazi in the world. Yeah. And that's bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so, it, but it wasn't even like that you're saying. It was still just a, like an act of like, like, like middle finger. Yeah, it was a. That's crazy. It was a chip. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean. That's, that's crazy. But, so, not Nazis, but they didn't do themselves no favors. And, uh, but the Nazis have always attracted. And then that also made it super hard for them to get shows. But with the album hanging out on the charts so long and punk getting bigger as a whole. So like I said, it was Army Life, Barmy Army, then Oi! The Album comes. And that's where they really start getting noticed because that's, that's the first thing. Their other records at this point are still completely DIY. So that's the first label-backed release. And then they do in, I want to, I think they're from Wussex or something. I'm not sure. They record on stage, the, the album on stage, in their hometown. And that is the first LP they actually do. It's not, I shouldn't call it an LP, but the first 12-inch they actually do. It's a full set list. A lot of the songs at that time, they only had like five songs out. That was like a 16-track album. I had that record. I had an original press, but that thing was mass-produced out the ass. You know what I mean? But in that record... It, it, Wadi starts stoking some fires there. He starts doing some, and I don't, hey, I've done plenty of this. He starts talking well, we said a it little before, bit of Wa shit. Wadi just wants to piss people off. Oh, yeah. But this is where I feel like to this day this war still goes on. And by all means, kids, think for yourself and make your own decisions. But me being an honest person, when I was 14, I hated conflict and crass because Wadi told me to. <laughs> All right, and I now know that I, I still hate crass. Don't like I those still bands. Hate crass too. I still Just because I don't like them, I, like, I, I can't. They stand sound crass. like shit. I remember listening to these special duties when I was a kid. Don't bullshit crass. I I, I still don't like crass. I like I just don't appreciate the music, but I've heard them. But at that time, if you would have seen me at the Sterling at the Sterling Hotel Oopsie. at that age. Whoops. I would have been one of those people that's like, oh, fuck crass, those hippie bastards, and I've never even heard one song. But you used to listen to, like, Hopeless Dregs of Humanity. That's funny, and we are going to talk. We will. I need the CD. I love Hopeless Dregs, and that is a very good point, and that's what confused me, right? I did not. And let's be real, yo. Let's be real. We all came. We came up in punk rock. I, I listen to Choking Victim sometimes. It's okay. I had, but you did you know? You asshole. didn't know. You didn't know at this time because you never said a word to me. You didn't know in ninth grade that when the casualties said kill the hippies, I, I was thinking like hippie hippies. Yeah. You, you, like flower children? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You weren't thinking they meant leftover crack. <laughs> you weren't no, thinking that. I didn't that know who either. leftover crack yeah, was in ninth grade. That's what I'm saying. So they were all kill the hippies. And then I remember I go to my first basement show. I'm into anti-flag at this time. I go to my first basement show. It's at the Pirate's Cove 
It is the biggest hippie place to this day I've ever been to. It was in Allentown. You ever been there? Pirates Cove. Pirates Cove. No, I've never all been right. there. All right. It was right by Dorney Park. They would have house shows all the time, and they would be packed. Big basement packed. Hopeless Dregs was a Jersey band, and uh, they put out a couple albums on like DIY labels, and uh, they were amazing. Great sound. Extremely political. It's real funny that you brought them up. I always say I don't like songs about dates, but they have songs about dates, and I love them. And I recently <laughs> rebought the CD and found a copy of the full-length album. Uh, the, this was one of the first, tr probably the first truly underground band I found. And I remember I bought their shirt. I already, uh, it taught me, I didn't even realize this till recently, how much that band taught me about history and politics. Like, I've read books on Emma Goldman, Alexander Berkman, I heard those names from them because they'd have their writings in the sheet. And when I was there, I also bought a shirt because I found this out through them and then learned about it in school. But Emma Goldman was the general of the Spanish anarchist revolution. I didn't even know there was an anarchist revolution at the time. And then I was like, oh shit, that's some badass shit. These motherfuckers really fought for anarchy? And she was the general and she was quoted as saying, it's not my revolution if I can't dance to it. So I came to school with a shirt with that and these chaos punk kids were from a different sect and would have made fun of me no matter what. Oh, God, were they making fun of me Aww. because it was hippie, hippie, hippie. And I was like, these guys aren't hippies. I had no idea that in, like, punk rock terms, hippie meant, like, political, like, punk yeah. rock people. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking they mean, like, <laughs> fuck Jimi Hendrix and, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Janis Joplin. Yeah. And I'm like, why are they? They're not hippies. But that's another thing, though. I just be, I mean, they are super ultra political and I love it for some reason, you know, because it's clever. They have songs like Smoke a Cigar out of Monica Lewinsky's Snatch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's bomb the shit out of our problems. Like also said tongue in cheek. You know, they're sitting there singing as if they're the president and he's like, I got it. Let's bomb the shit out of our problems. And then another one, he's like, oh, wait, I, you know what? Let's smoke a cigar out of Monica Lewinsky Snatch. And then there's also Is My Dick Too Small, which is great. That's about all these guys with, like, gun complexes. And it's like, is my dick too small? <laughs> so it was, like, totally political, but still fun. Right. It was kind of like how I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I was super anti-education. Not anti, but I hated it when I was a kid. And Neil deGrasse Tyson makes me love education now. I, they actually made learning fun. Didn't realize it then, but that's what it was. What we would call as other hippie bands like Crass and shit like that. Crass. It's, it's just politics, politics. Even though Hopeless Dregs was, it was still just mad funny. It was still playful. Crass holes. Do you holes. know what I mean? Like, but yeah, so Wadi <laughs> really starts that whole anti-hippie street punk thing yeah. with the on-stage record. It's funny. He, Wadi gets into plenty of beefs throughout the years. And in the uh, interview, when they start asking him, they're like, oh, there's, you're on records talking crazy shit on Jello Biafra and the Dead Kennedys. Wadi seriously sits there and he's like, oh, you know, I, I honestly can't remember what that was about. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't wish any ill will to him. He goes, but it is funny. He forgot. He, he does say that crass and conflict are still shit. Yeah. He, he continues <laughs> to talk shit on them. Fuck them. He says they're still shit. And that also because, and I feel this, these people don't realize it's all control. Just like that Twitter mob shit. That's not freedom. That's oppression. And he kind of got that 
notion, and I get that notion from a lot of overly political bands, like, it's like, I, I good, have values and sing about them, that's totally fine, but when it's like, so this is no cutthroat, it's like, I'm like that with, you know, sexual abuse, racism, but like, anything past that, like, no dude, I want to be wild and have fun. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see anybody right. get jumped, but if two dudes want to shoot the fair one, let them shoot the fair one. And, and, and I don't want to go to shows. At, like, for example, when you would go to the Pirate's Cove, I literally, I was a teenager, I left this place, and to get the dirty hippiness off of me, <laughs> I ran to the gas station and bought beef jerky because I thought that was the most anti... Because yeah. when you went in there, it was literally like we have posters of the bands, and I had a great time downstairs it was posters of like i i'm not anti-animal but i don't need posters about saving animals and then when you go in the bathroom and you close the door there was 10 reasons not to use tampons and why you should use pads oh, no. and <laughs> i also thought it was funny that literally we got there super early and they were mad hospitable there was like 20 people living at the house we got there super early so they're like oh come in and it was supposed to be an anarchist house. They say this a lot. The first thing I am shown, the girl goes, we always show our new house guests our list of rules right here. Oh, no. And they had a chart of rules on the wall. No. And not only did they have a chart of rules. Well, that's not a good way to start. The rules were not even like no fighting. They were things that, yes, we 100% agree with, but we're just virtual singling. Like, I don't think we need it written on the wall, no racism. Like, I think that's just Things implied. that are given, yeah. No sexism. Like, that's what I mean. I'm like, did you really just bring me in your house to show me a list of, I'm not any of these bigoted categories, but this is a little ridiculous? Wow. You know what I mean? Well, I hope they had to do the dishes. <laughs> Actually, I think there were dirty dishes. Yeah, in the well, sink. yeah they, they had to have been. First time I ever saw Family Guy. Also, first time. Wow. First they had wow. It. it was while it was. It had just gotten canceled, and the three seasons were out. I like, gotta take a piss so fucking bad right now. We're gonna play some <laughs> tracks. Can I say but, one uh, thing real quick? Say more. Okay. Uh, I thought I was boring, Sean. No, Guys, no, no. we told you the show is a talk show now. No, no, no. Dude, you almost knocked over three beers. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Dude, okay, so that exploited that that Wadi interview. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Okay, yeah. now the thing is, I don't want to promote this woman, but um, Aaron McLeod. McLeod. Oh, dude, no, I got an Aaron McLeod sign McLeod, poster. That's what it is. Two Pogo City Radio. Yeah. Nah, I don't give a fuck. I don't. Ooh, there goes. That. There goes. I didn't mean to do that. I was going to show you guys it, <laughs> but you go on. You go on. Yeah, I'll well, tell you my story. And this was only two years ago when this interview happened. Okay. So, I mean, he says it on there, but he also says that anyone who wants to call him a Nazi, come say it to his face because they're all fucking cunts and racist. You know, he, he just goes on and on and on about this. But I've no heard way, him talk shit on Nazis. Even though I, I, I said that, yeah, he had a tattoo when he was a kid. That's crazy. And yeah, that's mistake. a kid. Yeah, but. And even if. No, no, he, he, he talks about it on there and he's like, yeah, it's fucking stupid. And anyone. He also talks about how, now th this interview is kind of long, but he talks about how they fucking, um, how like he really got um, brought into the whole Nazi thing, like with people calling him a Nazi, is because he showed up to a, a, a party and he got 
he didn't know who the lead singer of Screwdriver was. He didn't even hear of Screwdriver. I've seen the picture. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were well, they even that's Nazis that's yet, the, or was it original Screwdriver? I, I don't even know. It was probably original Screwdriver. Well, either way, he got a picture with the dude, and then that right there it. is what – and he didn't even know who the dude was. He just thought it was some fan. What's his name? Ian or something? I don't yeah. know. I don't but know. Could I, you imagine I, that? Like, I, I feel like a lot of the young people don't actually know because – like you know, you can't even talk about the not Nazi screwdriver. Right. But could you just imagine? Because this is what happened. If, let's say you, like, uh, you know, this the your new your your dude, you cannot knock this table over. <laughs> <laughs> so if the unsubs broke up, right? The un but it was like the singer who was really running everything, and you guys have your album, and it's a typical punk album, and it's awesome, and. You know, people like it, and it's just backstreet American punk rock. You know, they were backstreet UK, oi. They were a regular punk band. The band breaks up after the album, and then the singer comes back like three years later with a completely different lineup, playing the old songs, using the, the old name, and then adding a ton of racist songs to it. Hey, no. Could you imagine being one of those other members? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm mad about the shit that happened with one side. It could you, or I have a stabs tattoo. Could you imagine if Mike, oh, shit, yeah, that, <laughs> awesome. Oh, nice. Could you imagine if, if Mike restarted the stabs and then they were like, we're the king Nazi band and like take money and I have a stabs tattoo? Like, imagine the guys in that band because nobody ever talks about that. If some dude was like, oh, I was in Screwdriver, they'd just get punched in the face and they'd be like no i was the original bass player i was never racist <laughs> oh, so you like, started it <laughs> kill so, you even harder but you mentioned aaron Miklo, <laughs> right i don't know if anybody oh, we're talking about aaron Miklo. See, well because that interview wadi was uh talking in was, that, with that was, oh, was, was he talking to aaron? aaron so so here she is now i will say i She's will so say okay i don't like <laughs> the liberty spikes i like her like this i think she looks fine as fuck like this Can okay I, see that? I think she looks and fine with the liberty spikes i don't too. like the liberty spikes but this is what i gotta say if she was a fat man okay <laughs> we're gonna pretend that she's a fat man okay for her own benefit i'm taking away the sex appeal my opinion would stand if i did not want to sleep with her <laughs> here's what it comes down to you hear me say all the time i when i was a teenager sure I do not like the term poser. I really never had. I think the term poser in itself is anti-punk rock. You know, like, I'm not one of these people, like, punk rock is a specific thing. I'm not one of these people who thinks, it's whatever you want. It's no, it is a specific thing. But that being said, I don't believe people are phony. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't stand these people who call other people fashion punks while they also have a blue-haired mohawk covered in, in studs. And it's like, I dress like You this. know what I use the word poser? I use it in jest all the time. Example. Because I don't give a shit. Well, all right, so... Um, uh, what the fuck were we talking about? It was something in a, in a group text the other day. And, uh, oh, Marley said something about how only posers fall in love. And I don't take that shit seriously at all. That's from SLC Punk. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, she was like, 
everyone else is posing except me and Renee because we're not married or whatever. I saw her today. And I was like, posers die. And I was like, like I guess. I was like, I guess I'm a poser. But here's the thing: I don't give a shit if you call me a poser. That's and you shouldn't. That's <laughs> my point. And on top of that. This is what it is. It's really just being judgy as fuck and saying I'm better than you. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. If somebody's a Nazi, tell them to fuck off. But, like, people, especially because I'm sorry, dude. I've, I, you know what? I, I remember being in high school and dating 14-year-old punk girls. And then I also remember <laughs> being, like, 20 and dating girls who didn't know who the casualties were. And then they hung out with me for a year. And you know what? They didn't look like Aaron Michelow, but, but maybe they dyed their hair a different color. And maybe they had a virus shirt. Maybe they didn't know every track the virus ever put out. And they didn't even find out about punk rock till they were 22. They talked to some 16-year-old kid, sees their virus shirt. They're like, oh, so I was talking to Paul, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, who's Paul? And they're like, you don't know who Paul Virus is? You have a virus <laughs> shirt on. <laughs> It's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's just, I feel like we say up the punks and we want things to grow. That's why I say my embarrassing things from childhood on here, like the thing about the hippies, for example. Right, right. It's because I want people to know that shit is dumb. And if you want their... We have all grown since, I mean, me and you are in our mid-30s now. We have all grown since joining the punk rock community. We, we know things we didn't know when we were 16. And that being said, when I see or anybody come to a show that's not a punk rocker, but they came with one of their friends. They need to get blah, their blah, ass blah. beat. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Pardon my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's like, nah, dude. It's like they can be someone who starts a band, supports a band. Like, you should be taking... Well, check them out, make sure they're cool, but you should be, like, taking this person in. in. Yes. You know what I mean? And here's Dude, the other I thing. I am with you. I'm going to give some cons on Erin Michelo, just to be fair. Yes, she's rich. I really feel like... That's a huge part of it. And Every one of her Instagram stories is like her partying in like some like foreign country and shit. You know what? And if I could be partying in that foreign country, I would be. I'm sorry, guys. And then on top of that, it's like, here you go. I didn't know this. This chick succeeded of you with the fucking exploited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Blink-182 or Good Charlotte or Sum 41. She's inter Who was it that grabbed her ass and she didn't even care, but the internet flipped out? <laughs> fucking Discharge. She interviewed fucking Discharge. I don't even like Discharge, but that I would love. They'll never come on now. I would <laughs> love to have Discharge. And it's not even like they call in. Like, she's a fucking person. Okay, I get it. She's rich. I hate the rich. Okay. As you try and fucking go to work sell your band's t-shirts and are just hoping to make it but so i get it she's rich but like dude i'm sitting here in some shorts and a backwards hat right she's now. really hot 10 minutes before this show started i had pajamas on i don't give a fuck if the girl wants to wear nightgowns and then wants to spike her mohawk i don't you, i will okay so this is one here's i a took a picture of myself wearing a one of those things that you carry a baby in, in my pajama pants and my studded bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking down I to the bus, that. walking my son down to the you bus stop. Poser? No, no yeah. yeah. No, it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> walking was my cute. son and my daughter down to the bus stop. I will say, though, I do 
think, and I don't know. I just follow her and look at her sexy pictures. I don't. Actually she's really hot, her. man. And <laughs> <laughs> she's really hot. See, I think yeah, she's no. hot. She's but hot. Sean thinks she's really hot. <laughs> yeah. I really only like her like this. I do not like. I love her. No, I want her Liberty I love Spikes. Her there. But yes, she. Um. But so I think the other thing is, is like the fashion aspect. I think it's that. It, some of her stuff is like mainstream esque. You know, she makes a lot of her own like DIY like clothing. Well, and that's shit. what I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> damn she it, you ruined it. it again, Sean. So this is what I'm saying. It's like she's doing the same thing as you. Don't get me wrong. If she was in Vanity Fair, Liberty Spike stuff. We're crossing some boundaries there. That's a real catch-22 for me because I'm always like, ooh, I want the masses. I want people. But then I've recently realized the masses are pussies, so it doesn't work out right. Yeah. But, so that would, but I don't see that. No, this girl is making her own clothes, showing people how to make her own clothes, making her own jewelry. Not going to lie. Half the hot-ass, barely-clothed punk rock chicks I follow on Instagram also making their own earrings, own jewelry. And I don't know, nothing for nothing. You remember like six months ago where every girl we ever met was on OnlyFans for a week? Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny, too. I think she might have an OnlyFans, was, too. No, she does, but there's nothing. She's still always closed. It's just oh, like spicy R. It'll be like her like in underwear rubbing lotion on her stomach. Like It's, it's like oh, that. It'll be boo. her cooking in a thong. You know right. what I mean? But I did think it was funny. Oh, Alexa, right. turn on Pogo City. What the fuck? No! <laughs> Quit touching me, Sean. God damn it. <laughs> turn on oh. Pogo City. <laughs> oh, shh. We can't get the lights back on now. What the fuck? Surrey, where are you at? This is some bullshit. Yeah, Where's it, Alexa? Which enough. one is it? But I don't <laughs> like... I, I don't see her doing that, and I, I'm pretty sure the girl came from money. I looked up her net worth. It is over $2 million. It came up wow. on Google. But it's like, you know what, dude? If Even if she – what? So if I if my parents were rich – Dude, my fans want to see me. If, if my parents were rich <laughs> and I lived the same exact life, does that then make me a poser? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what if my parents were rich and that's the only thing that's different about me? Am I a poser then? No. I don't. I don't. Not for that. I don't. That's really. It's just she's rich and goes to fucking movie. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I was in high school, I was an asshole, and I used to throw the word poser oh, around. I said that too. But I matured. I'm 35 years old now. I don't use the word poser except in jest. I call. I call myself a poser. I don't call other people posers, and I don't give a shit if you call me one. There, I just also don't see any way possible. For anyone, I mean, if you were staring at the good Charlotte people in the eyes, you can't call someone a poser and not sound like you think you're on a high horse, you're better yeah, than them. Yeah. Because yeah. you're saying something degrading. That And to these people, that's like the punk rock N-word. Like, that's like <laughs> the worst insult you could ever give this person. And it's like you're just sitting there being all judgy. It's like, motherfucker, you know you were 15 or, or 9 watching MTV and you know you didn't know Waddy was the singer that he exploited at one point. And it's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And I'm sorry, I really see a lot of it. I think it also, then it also turns into this kind of sexist thing because I feel like 
the girls are targeted more and there's nothing wrong with this but i have seen many girls who perhaps didn't know as much about punk rock dated a punk rock guy then got a little bit more into it now yeah if they break up and then they're not in the punk scene anymore well she wasn't real i'm still not going to call her a poser but she stays around she's a punk now you know what i mean she can come to the show she's going to support like this don't be so fucking judgy and everybody who calls everybody a fashion punk is usually decked to the nines in punk rock where it's like dude like we should be uplifting each other we should be encouraging each other and here's an idea maybe you see something that's that's real posery or that makes the punks look bad maybe if you were this person's friend and not screaming poser at them we we could have a little conversation and figure out what's going on. Give me an like, example. Huh? Give me an example. W- of of what? <laughs> what you just said. I don't, uh, Russia and uh, the Pogo. Ukraine. It, w- tell me what I said. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> now I forget. <laughs> so I said something about somebody coming in. Oh, I said, let's have a conversation. I don't know. I was just trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. But it was like, just be nice, no matter what, that's bitch. what I'm saying. No matter what, it's like, what would it be? Because if it's outside of sexism or racism or like homophobia, yeah, like. Guys like, sound no, like a bunch of hippies. What are you telling them to change? Like I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that because there really is no. You know what? Your studs aren't straight enough. You might be a poser. <laughs> I told you because I'm your friend, though. Why can't now they're a little too straight. straight. I've seen. I've seen so many. I've seen so many pictures Actually. of punks with their <laughs> vests and like jackets with their studs so perfectly lined oh, I up. I could never do that. Define and I'm like, how do, you, how do you do that? I can't even do what it like you, sober, like what straight. What did you do? I can't do it. How did you do that? What? Measurements. Yours are pretty Define. damn straight, I'm just saying. All of their jackets have like no paint, and it's just complete studs defiance, and they're all I studded my aligned. entire jacket, and they are not... Mathematics. Physics. <laughs> geometry. Did it take you... Three years to stud that jacket? Did oh you use like a ruler and, and shit? Dude, it took me two days to almost fill up a full vest. Two days. See, dude, and this dude, this vest took me like probably three weeks to stud. I've done. Oh, man, well, I, I I spent literally almost two days doing it. If I was to add it hurts up all the time, it hurts your so. fingers. I've done two of my own jackets, and I've put serious work on other people's jackets. But two of my own jackets. And the first one was covered in studs because I was a teenager. The second jacket I still have, and I think there might be 40 studs on it. And it's not because I'm on, I'm better than you bullshit. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there and put all these fucking studs in. I can remember when I was 14 listening to the blanks 10-inch just like on a loop, the uh, up the system 10-inch, and sitting there, <laughs> I, I think it was four days, and I still didn't even, yep. I, s- I have the A side. I have the A side. You have the, the A B side. side. <laughs> Mine's all washed out. But first tattoo I ever got. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I think I was four days. And I, I got like an all and you got to imprint it. And they're nowhere's remotely straight. Like I couldn't <laughs> even imagine no. trying to do that. No, no, no. And then how about after you put on like 40 studs on the sleeve? And then you realize you stud it your sleeve closed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many times have you done that, right? <laughs> or so your pockets. You really Your pockets is oh, the worst. Every time I take this yeah, vest off. don't even give me sorry mm-hmm. Every pockets. time I take this vest off, I rip p- 
part of my shirt. I ripped the sleeves of my shirt. <laughs> and you ever heard your thumbnails? Oh, I was just going to say. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. You took the words I've, out of my mouth. I've stabbed the shit out of my thumbs all the time oh, yeah. look at that you see that that's well that worst. didn't come from that but that's almost <laughs> i would always say especially the old yeah, jacket because the studs were oh, so <laughs> bad they were like falling out at this time that jacket's literally 20 years old it's hanging up downstairs fucking i tell people if it don't like you it's gonna bite you because everybody would always ask to wear it and they'd stick their hands in right under the Ooh. nail every time. Oh, yeah. Yo, this jacket, it's so sad. It's like bell bottoms. It's ripped up to here. <laughs> on like so like to my brachial artery, to my bicep, just up the seam on both of them. It's just there's a giant hole in the side, but I'll keep it forever. I got the jacket for free. It was given to me by my ex-stepfather. Yes, I'm one of those kids with my jacket ex -stepfathers. I traded I traded jackets with Sarah Hovanek. That's still that. the same jacket I have today. Wow, yeah, I only have a second I've one. I've had it for like 17 years probably. I made the second one because, like I said, the first one fell apart. And the thing that's funny is it was it was like new condition, but it was given to me. It was $350. That thing fucking falls apart. I got a fucking $90 angry, young, and poor one that's virtually plastic. Hey, I'm going there tomorrow. That's lasted me like triple the amount of time. We're going there tomorrow. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? My $90 leather jacket has held up more than the $350 jacket. But I saw a post on Facebook. It was like some store that was selling like studded vests or something. Yeah. For like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, dude. Oh but it See, wasn't it wasn't like a punk it wasn't like a punk shop. It was like a I don't Are you a like poser a if you buy? I that? wasn't I wasn't saying like a, it's not like a Neiman Marcus, You're but an it was idiot, but it was it was a it was a <laughs> high end retail clothing store no. that somehow got a hold of like studded well, vests and shit time. and it had like chaos and shit on it Dude, and they were selling it for $800. I've seen blank shirts on sale for 300 and it's so funny because it's because Rihanna wore it. She yeah. wore it at a, at a the red one. show. She wore it at my tattoo, red shirt. You can buy that shirt on, I've seen it for like $300. It's yeah. like, guys, you can buy that shirt from the Boys. band yeah. for like 12 <laughs> 15 like, at the most. Like, you know what? If you got to drive up from Virginia to catch the blank show, you're going to save, save money. money. Yeah. Like driving from Virginia and you'd actually and you be supporting the band. Yeah. 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 yeah, And like hang out with them because they're not assholes. Right. No. You know what I mean? It's fucking we ridiculous. Because they're not posers. Oh, no, God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I would see that shit. I wouldn't. That's not a person, though. But that's not real punk. We we can't be selling studded jackets for $800. Moving back to the exploited. So I was talking about Gary Bushel. You guys know who Gary Bushel is? All right, he was a writer. He used to originally write for Punk Sounds. He uh, then went on to Sun, which are some big, like, zines and newspapers in the UK. And uh, so he is also the man who put together Oi! the album and, like, got everything together. When he first heard the Exploit, it's Army Life. He loved the song, had heard nothing like it. And then the B-side is Fuck the Mods. And he thought that was hilarious. Fuck our mods. So he made them. The first time he ever mentions them, he makes them single of the week. Like he gives them like an award, okay? And then he gets them on Oi the Album and everything, and they're liking him. You get to either Troops of Tomorrow or Horror Epics or something like that, and there's a uh, there's a song like 
hi Gary Bushel or fuck Gary Bushel. There's a song with his name. And that is also one of the people Wadi turns on. And Wadi actually accuses him of using a different name and slandering them under it in the press. He denies it. But I'm not taking sides against Wadi. But hearing Gary Bushel's thing, he, he didn't even really say anything directly against the exploited. Gary Bushel said Punk was dead in 1985. He said Punk was dead. And the reason why was because you could buy bondage trousers at the local grocery store. And he said, when I saw that, I said, shit, Punk's dead. And so he said that, and then everybody turns on him. But it was kind of his, what he was trying, and it wasn't just that, but Punk was getting super mainstream, and it wasn't real. And when I say it wasn't real, they weren't supporting the bands. That's what I think. If you're going to shows or buying records, if you're supporting the scene, if you're just some person that's like, oh, that shirt looks cool, you know, that's not real. You know what that reminds punk. me of? What? I see Misfits shirts. At like Walmart? At, well, no. I see like, <laughs> I, I feel like. Oh, yeah, the, red, the, white, I and feel blue. Like, <laughs> I feel like the Misfits Fiend Skull has become like a logo, like a brand logo. It is. And I see it all the time now. It is. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I've. Took time. I have a Misfits tattoo. So every time fucking Michael Graves does some dumb shit, and every time Doyle makes everybody from New Jersey sound like a moron, like I'm like, oh. So I've given thought to that. And it's like, you know, in my punk rock self, I want to be like, oh, da, da, da. but that being said, I'd be real quick to be like, go to pogocity.com and buy a t shirt. And it's just like, where and I'm honestly asking this question: Where are the lines? Because that is all they're doing. They're just more successful with a bigger fan base. So is it licensing? Is that what it is? When you really start letting the other corporations in, because that's something a little different. Is that what we're calling it? I can, look, honestly, I can tell you this: the, the the Misfits just released a beer where you can get a four pack of pints for like eighty bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, what it's like it? it's oh like forty. God. It's like forty dollars. For a four pack of pints yeah. and yeah, like twenty five dollars shipping, so you're no. talking like sixty or seventy dollars. I'm I'm not buying that. But shit, here's man. the thing, though, with that, and I'm positive about this. They'd have been better off doing it with liquor. This is a new thing a lot of bands are doing. It is outrageously expensive, and they're only buying like a barrel, which is outrageously expensive. So, like, Sheer Terror released a whiskey. And like that vodka, though, and it's like a hundred bucks. Bottle. I forget what that because was. Because it has to be. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So that I know with the booze, because I know like a little bit of how it's done. They're only buying a small amount, and they're being charged out the ass. Kind of like the one-sided hoodies. Like they gotta be like sixty dollars, but literally they cost like fifty-two to make, yeah. and then we gotta ship them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so it sounds like we're ripping people off, but yeah. it's like band merch dude, is expensive, I'm, I'm, dude. I'm maybe making a dollar on yeah. this transaction if I'm if lucky. that, like, you know what I mean? I lose money. I like, lose so much money on band merch. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, because well, you got to get it out there, and, man. Yeah, dude, and if you don't sell it, you got to get it out. Here's what it really comes down to, dude. And this was a bigger because people are older now. This was I, more. I love punk shit that is cheap, though. <laughs> that is just me. I love punk shit that is cheap. Well, Sean, the only I'm way not, that I'm works not, is I'm if not, you know how to make it. 
I'm not. <laughs> I'm not cheap. buying the the Misfits beer. Yeah, <laughs> <And> but I'm, <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> what, was I saying? Um, what, what did you just say before you said that? Uh, I said that uh, I'm I, I lose more money than I make money when on, I on especially when I was a teenager when somebody would come up to the merch table and be like and it would be you know I'm like 17 18 and they're like 12 or 13 and like they think you're really cool and they're like oh my god you guys are awesome I, I studied my jacket and blah 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 and I'd be like oh do you want a do you want a CD they're five yeah, bucks yeah exactly and then they're like oh, I ain't got no money I don't have any money I'd be like I would literally say anytime they said I don't have money I would say if you had money would you buy it and if they said yes I just gave it to them because what I really uh, yes I would love to make money but nah, dude, I I want it to be heard. End of the day, you want your stuff out there. Yeah, that's and what it is. That's, yeah, you have to get. That's, that's why I always put all for. my shit for free on Spotify. It's like I'd rather you hear it. Yeah. I feel like, especially with records nowadays, like if I make a three or five hundred record, like I can move that many. Do you know what I mean? I'm. But if I, th that's people who I damn near know. It's like if you really want people to hear your music. It's, it's going to be online and it's going to be free. And it's like, you know what? Do you want money or an audience? Because they're both really hard to get. And I'd much rather have the audience. You know what? I don't want to get fucked. But if I had some NWA story about <laughs> how some record label <laughs> fucked me and I was on the cover of every magazine, banging every chuck, chick, smoking all kinds of weed, going on tour, and they fucked me and I didn't make a cent, I would love that still. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Honestly. Now, that's not good. It's not right. It's not fair. But I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I, that's what it's about for me. I would love to make money. And if I did, it would just then allow me more time to do this. I'd really be reinvesting. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, dude, it's, it's rough with the punk shit. People don't realize how much shit costs. Mm -hmm. And then they don't realize when you're booking shows. Every show I've ever you, damn near booked, I've lost money on. Let me ask you this. Pay the opener. Do you think the, the Misfits really need to charge $40 for a four-pack of pints? I would say yes. But, yeah, but it's a, it's, I would yeah, say yes. Yeah, totally. I would have I to think say that yes. Kind of, dude, I'm I would have you, to say yes. The sheer terror was like 80 or or $100. Ten bucks a beer. Let's say okay. a bar. Yeah. And the same thing, compare it to Iron. See, an Iron, you got to remember, Iron Maiden shit, super expensive, but at the same time, way bigger fan base. Right. And they were a little smarter because they do deuce deuces. That, you think about it, if the Misfits were selling, so what did you say it was, 80? No, it was $40 for like a oh. four pack. So if they were selling a deuce deuce for 10, we'd be like, oh, it's a Misfits model. It's 10 <laughs> They They're fucking up by selling four. If they were selling one, they could get away with it for $10. Like prices. And Go people be like, because I'm sorry, if I buy that, I'm not buying it to drink like i'm buying it i would probably get one and drink it and one and keep it closed like so they should that, be that's selling people, singly. That, that's what people yeah. are doing that's, that's yeah. what people are that's what like we don't fans are gonna do i doubt it tastes any different than any other overpriced i would think it's just like a stout that probably people pretend tastes good did, did, it did probably tastes like a regular lager like is it a like lager sean or is it a stout beer i've ever drank <laughs> 
I just read a little bit about it, but after I saw the price, I was like, yeah, I'm not reading no more no, of this. No, I wouldn't pay for that, but I'm telling you that shit's crazy expensive. It is. It's crazy expensive. To have. I know at least the liquor, especially because I've seen other bands do it, and then Sheer Terror, they made a post on the internet like talking about the details because they knew people were going to be like, what are you, fucking crazy? And it's like, seriously, it's funny, dude, when you're in a band for a while, like, have you seen the new, not those, thanks for wearing your shirts, by the way, but have you guys seen the new solo parasitic shirt with, like, the flames? No. no. Fucking amazing new parasitic shirt. I hadn't worn it yet. I wanted to wear it at a show. and uh, But fucking amazing. Greatest logo I've ever seen. One of the best shirts I've ever seen. It, it's definitely the best local band shirt I've ever seen in design and quality. Me and Chad 77, Chad Blanks, look at the shirt, both go, it's awesome, but oh my God, that's a lot of color. That must have cost yeah. them a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Both were saying this at the same time, and both of our wives were laughing because we had said it to them already. And I absolutely love the shirt, and I, I bought one and everything. But it's like all I did was look at it and go, oh my God, that is expensive. So with that being said, Pogo City Records has a new release coming out, a split with one side it and the Parasitics. It, it will be available pogocity.com. You can buy it from the bands. I will have a couple copies myself. We are going to get to one of the Parasitics tracks off the record. Here they are with Rise or Fall. My man Joe here got the shirt on, designed by our boy Rob, R.I.P. Here's Rise or Fall, the Parasitics.
All right, that was the Parasitics right there. We're going to let the tracks keep rolling. Here's one from some friends of ours. Got to play with these guys not too long ago. Here's Moose Knuckle coming out of Boston. Hold on, we gotta come back to this one. All right, that was some Moose Knuckle on Pogo. Don't worry, we'll get to blanks. We got some other stuff to play. I had a play. lot of fun last time I saw Moose Knuckle. Was that the show I played? Yes. I was that sick was, as fuck. That, that was the, uh, I think it was with uh, the the Broken Cuffs and yeah. shit. Fucking yeah. sucked. I wanted to hang out. I love the Broken Cuffs, and I love Ricardo, and I, I've met PJ from Moose Knuckle a couple times. Always really nice, really cool. Hooked me up at We Are the Punks, and fucking I thought it was really cool that he was down on the floor. His like the entire set that they played. Yep. His his fucking his uh, he comes from Boston. Broken Cuffs are from Cali. We all want to chill. We're all playing together. I'm damn near puking on stage, puking the moment I get off of stage, sitting there shaking like, sorry, everybody, I have to go home. I know you're from California and Boston. I'm like fucking dying. Fucking sucked, dude. Fuck. And my dumb ass played the whole show on a five string. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> an idiot, idiot. But uh, yes. You guys sounded good, though. Thank you. That was a Thank good you. show. Thank you. I was shitting I my pants, about to throw up, playing a solo on my five string when it was like a day old. I was too sick to switch instruments. Like, I felt like if I moved too much, I would puke. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're pretty pumped for the Exploited show. Very much so. I so, can't. I can't go. Oh, that sucks. So, did you say Wendy, you've been to the Exploited or no? I have not been to another an, an Exploited show. No. I was just curious how violent it was. Well, I've heard Sp uh, he killed Spanky that's, Jack. That's kind of what I was always wondering too. Like, how violent was the violent. Exploited show you went to? That's one of his favorite bands, actually. Who killed Spanky Jack? Yeah, they're I very. Do, I've for heard they're as very much as I said they were dicks, I do gotta <laughs> now say they they have really like hit up and like. Told people like, "Oh, no disrespect, our bad, our water." I don't want to talk shit on them anymore. Dude, <laughs> they were yeah. very nice and manned <laughs> up and apologized. So thank you. Nah, man, they're one of my actually. I have a jacket out of the car that I have four studs on, just because I, that's the only way you could get into their show that night was because you had to have 
studs on your jacket. I went to go see them. <laughs> I didn't. I went to go no, see that, them. I mean. No, that was awesome though. <laughs> the the I first time understand. I that was so. The funny. first time I ever went to go see them, the only thing I had on was a studded belt. They didn't kick me out of the show. That so and, studs, dude, studs. and oh my god, like I I read a thing where like some some guy that was at one of their shows that had like. Like a sports jacket on and like some like like a wind jacket kind of pants or whatever. And like he got his ass beat at the show by a couple punks or whatever. And like Spiky Jacket got on the internet and was like, look, we seriously want to apologize to all the punks that were there that had to witness this guy walk into our club. <laughs> it's like, what? No, but Here's see, my kind of backwards. Spiky jacket. I never took them seriously. No, exactly. Yeah. And that's I the never thing. took them seriously. But here's the thing, though. These teenage kids are, and then they're like, poser, poser, <laughs> poser, poser. You're a fashion punk. No, you're a fashion punk. And they're laughing the whole time. And that's why I didn't that's like them from the gate. And then there was the stuff with some friends of mine, but they'll that grow was up. squashed. They'll grow up. But I still just feel like I sat here and was went on an <laughs> anti-poser term, and I feel like every song they have is made to just call people posers. <laughs> it's because you... Punk stress punk. I'm trying <laughs> not to talk shit. <laughs> punk I stress still, punk. I, apparently, they're nicer people than I thought. They, they manned up, so that's cool, but I still don't like... I just feel like even if they're joking... They're just making people call each other poser and getting some 16-year-old kid like, oh, the kid in my math class, he just started spiking his hair last week. He's a fucking poser. He should be starting a band with him. You, you should give him studs. That's what you should do. Go to studsandspikes.com if that's still that. a thing. Yeah, yeah it's still It, it used it's to be like $60 for 1,000 English 77s. Yeah. Go buy the man some studs if it's and that big show of a deal. him how to... How Show to spike his love. hair with yes. beer. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. Spike, spike, spike I'm your hair, sorry. spike your hair with beer. I, I've spiked yep. your hair countless times in my mother's bathroom <laughs> in high school. We used to have a goddamn salon in my bathroom. I literally bleached and dyed my hair every week. I cannot be calling anyone a poser. There was a, there was a time <laughs> in my life if I didn't have glue, I would die. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, so we've been talking about the exploited. We've been talking about Aaron Mikolo. We got a bunch of comments in there. Matt, who I was talking about, is in the comments. He's telling me I need to check his messages. See, I never. <laughs> he was the one I was saying. He posted a video and said some nice things. It was from fucking, like, two months ago. And I just saw it today. We got Wasn't Chandler. it Rob's memorial show? Yeah, so what month was that? I, I saw that on Facebook. That was back in March. That was the last show I've been to. So two months ago. April. Yeah. I've yeah, been to yeah. show since March. And I saw the post. Yeah, and on top of that, okay. it's a post of me with blanks, which was like literally like my childhood fantasy. <laughs> like, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. And fucking, yeah, we got Chandler in the comments coming up soon for that uh, Bad English show. We got some oys in there with Callie and a bunch more comments. Matt got a lot to say tonight. We love it, though. We love it. Giving some shout outs to the VA Chandler in there. But, uh, yeah, if you guys miss any part of the live show, check out the podcast places like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, uh, I think iHeartMusic, pretty much anywhere there's podcasts, Pre pretty much. Pretty much. pretty much. And remember, go to pogocity.com. New site. Got some new things. Um, we're going to try and get back. So as you guys know and can tell, not playing as much music. It's going to be a lot more of the talking. Still going to be always music-based. People say they love it. They're saying they love the new content-driven or uh, 
talk the, driven the um category uh, uh topic driven content. right and uh, we we kind of got away from that because i was very stressed with one side it so we're back on task tonight with the exploit and we also want to get back a couple years ago every other month we'd do a full show of listener bands and like we really fell off with that it was a real because of the gear we're using now it's it's way more complicated it's a lot harder for me so i don't know if we're going to get back to doing a full show but at pogocity.com i think it works test it out there is a link where you guys can click get played or on he almost knocked over the table again yes he did get played or on the air <laughs> You guys are going to be able to click that, and what I want is your band name, like a three to five sentence bio, where you guys are from, how long you've been, maybe some influences, your next show, and you're going to drop me a streamable link. This is a thing at pogocity.com. You should be able to put it all in right there, and we're going to get start, get back to playing listeners' bands. I'm going to try and organize it that way like i said it probably won't be full shows but we're gonna squeak them in here and there and also one reason why i kind of got away from that also why pogocity.com stopped for you can't interrupt me like that my man stopped for a while <laughs> it was when we were doing the site at first like because we came over from the sports show and it was all about blogging fucking i w we were like okay we'll do album reviews and we'll do show reviews First of all, it's hard enough to get people to see a Facebook post, let alone click your external link that goes to your bullshit right. website and then read your article. Not only that, but one of my favorite bands from high school hadn't put out an album in like 20 years. And they put out an album and I was so pumped. And I got it and I thought it fucking sucked. And it was that typical, they sound like a completely different band. It's a different style. I don't like this at all, but I love that band. Who I don't want to be pretentious and judgy. <laughs> and also I was like, God, I'd really like them to come on the show. So what does the article say? The article says that the band is amazing. The album is amazing. The backing <laughs> vocals contrast so well. I'm really grasping at straws if I'm complimenting the backing vocals. Uh, and I read it and I was like, so I'm just going to be a complete liar? <laughs> like, because this is all lies because I like maybe a song on this album. But at the same time, were they doing the thing that they wanted to do or were they doing the thing that the fans wanted them to do? Well, you know. Because they're selling out one way or if well, they're they doing what they want to do, that's a good thing. I wouldn't say they were selling out because it wasn't like they turned pop 40. They like okay. they turned to like metal. Okay. Do you know what I mean? They I mean, went it's like not that your taste, but at the same time, gotcha. if it's something yeah. they want to do, that's their music. Oh, that's yeah, what they're and that's putting why out. I wouldn't talk shit on it and that's yeah. why I lied. But then I was like, I'm not going to write articles of lies that almost no one sees. This is a waste of time. And then it really got down to if I'm sitting here and I'm saying, hey, send us your band to play. You got if, if somebody like example, like now I know Chandler, but like if he sent me his band and I played it on here like I did and we thought they were cool. But if I played it on here and I thought it sucked, I am not gonna say that like i could never so i would never i don't like i'll whisper talking shit on a band in my attic with two of my friends like i just because i think of people saying that about me and as much as i'd like to be like fuck them i don't care what they think i'd be like <laughs> 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 you, don't, you don't like my bass playing i, I try really hard on that actually oh god <laughs> 
Wow. He wants me on rants. Yo. <laughs> he wants me on rants. Don't start. Yeah, yes. And even that, though, it was a great example. Hey, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about my I friend. I honestly in, in thought Roanoke. that. I hated it. I thought the only good song was Vandalism. And I will say to this day, that song fucking rocks. Yeah. Fuck them. That song is kick ass, man. I give credit where credit is due. But I thought all the other songs sucked. I never. I promoted the shit out of them. Because I thought they were cool people. They were a local punk band. I would never come on here and be like, this album is trash, don't buy it. I sound pretentious. It's only my opinion. It's just it's just rude. It's just like, and, and it's I don't want to lie. So that's when I decided, I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to be a cheerleader. That I'm yeah. a su- and that's what we should support punk. Like independent DIY punk we should make it grow, and all of that is good. Kind, I almost said the band's name. Oh, kind of <laughs> like you were just saying with that band. Like all that matters is that they put out the album, that they're still there, yep. that they're playing, that they're on tour. Like that's my personal opinion of that particular record sucking doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? Because somebody likes it. Somebody out there, yeah. as long as somebody enjoys it, and they're I, still I, being punk. I played it on here a couple times too. You know what I mean? I I would never. It's just like calling somebody a poser. I just feel like, and it's funny. Everybody thinks I'm all arrogant and all show long. I I don't want to feel like I'm up here and you're down there. Like if you make me feel like that, maybe. But I I I don't see. I can't be in a band. You, you talk shit when you someone talks up. shit to you first. Thank you. I'm glad you know that. So many people think I try. Dude, and start I've known problems. you for like 20 years. Nah, dude. Everything that ever happened with Milo or anything. I'm drunk. Something happens first. <laughs> something happens. I'm and drunk then, too, Joe. Then I go motherfucker and say dumb things. Did we win? Messages that get sent <laughs> to promoters. Here's blank 77 with I don't want to be up next. Pogo. See him, Renee tomorrow. I don't want to be. How to play some music before I go on a real bad one.
All right, some blank 77 on Pogo who? City Radio. Who are they? Who? 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 All right, yeah, like I said. Blanks, blank 70, uh, something. 70, 70, 70 something. 79, that's when I was 79. born. So. Were you really? Yeah, I was born seven, 19. Dude, I am 40 fucking three as of like a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I'm kind of like old. Nine years older than me, huh? Yeah, Something dude. Like that. Yeah. Fucking Phil Simms was drafted in '79. Uh, dude, who he's is the only that? Giant to play in three different decades. Played '70s, '80s, and oh, 90s. he's a Giant. Well, you see, I didn't get into the Giants until they won a Super Bowl. So. He won their first Super Bowl. I'm one of those like he, uh, he won their first Super Bowl. <laughs> I I jumped on the bandwagon, but he won their first Super Bowl. Uh, who? Phil Simms. I don't even know who that Number is, 11. dude. He he won the '80s. I remember. Super Bowl. He was I a remember. There Joe, was, you're a Giants that was fan. A, that was poser. a year that there was like San Francisco did something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the championship. That was the championship game. The champion. They played. Let's see. I'm not going to do this on. The no, end. no, no. Yeah, We're not going to do San this Francisco because I'm being totally like. And then they didn't go and play the Bills. The Bills was the next Super Bowl with Jeff Hostetler because Sims got injured, and then the Bills missed the kick. Who did they play? Denver. No, uh, was, I don't know. I think it was Walter Payton. Payton Manning. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Peyton Manning is Eli's brother, and oh, wrong yeah. error there. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> wrong error there. Oh, you're saying you didn't start watching till the Eli Super Bowls. Eli, yeah. So that's like uh, I was still in high school, but like 2003, I think the uh, Tyree catches. Yeah, Eli. The helmet catch. No, but Phil Simms won their first Super Bowl. No, oh, okay. Yes, yes. That dude's cool. Then. Fuck the Giants. <laughs> Jessica met him. So you got Jason text me. Fucking you guys got uh, who? Who'd you steal? One of our oh, James Bradbury. James Bradbury. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, Bradbury's an eagle now. Like, but yeah, you you just play Blake seventy seven. Oh, I was gonna say that. To just to just to clarify someone Blake seventy seven. Like when we were talking about earlier about you know losing money on the merch and all of that. But even you yourself, me, we've got to play with the best. We've got to play with the best. And losing as much money as I've lost in, in my merch, I've got to – dude, I've, I've shared the stage with the Addicts before. I've, say, I've shared the stage with Unseen, all the punk core bands, all of them. All the bands you idolize. Yes. And as far as I'm concerned, I would rather have done that. I know Dead Kennedys are great, but you know what? They weren't right there, like the casualties – Unseen Violence Society. Those are our bands. Those are our bands. Oh, yeah. And I got to share the stage with the best in my book. And oh. that right there is worth every penny of my merch. Oh, absolutely, dude. I say it all the time. Yep. I don't give a fuck. There's plenty of people that have not heard of Blank 77 and oh, way man. more that have not heard of the Stabs. I make sure that they dude, know, though. I li- they were, I was like... I'm a, that bass player, nobody knows his <laughs> name. I'm going to take his spot. Sorry. But I was like, he won't be around. I was like, I'm going to get that band back together, and I'm going to be the bass player. Like, totally joking. Like, I'm going to be a linebacker for the New York Giants, and I'm going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I was like, nah, dude. Now, I got lucky as shit, and we did that for like two years, even if that was one show. I only saw you one show. I, I, I got fortunate enough to see the stabs once. the last show the very last, the last one show. yep we knew it was the last show didn't want to see anything. you guys didn't put in the uh, on it. caddy and florida and would you uh we a couple played, others we played i have the flyers i was trying to count it was more brock was like what do we play three shows i was like no we can play three fucking shows it was like eight or ten but still 
It wasn't three. I have. I think I had eight flyers, so it was probably eight because I doubt I wouldn't have a flyer. But oh god, did I? Everybody goes to me. So you know, like the naked girl logos I would oh, make. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, even Jess, who's one of the girls, uh, they're all different girls. One of the best times of my life. <laughs> People would be like, "Oh, you need to do that with one sided." I'm like. I could not no. have done that. That would have been so ultra lame. First of all, we were the sex, drugs, and alcohol right. bands. Made sense. If it was one, one sided, I don't think we had a single song about fucking. And, <laughs> and on top of that, it was like, it, it, it would have just been like such a ripoff that wasn't even like on task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it was great. I, I made one of those. Rude Girl Jess was the first one. She'd always be like, you should make a logo out of me. You should make a logo out of me. So one day I get this new editing app. I'm like, you know what? Let me, what if I semi-censored this, took out the nipples, changed the colors? And I'm like, she's like, oh, my God, I love that. I'm like, all right. So I make a sticker. First, I put it online. Yo, for the next month, all I did was have girls hitting me up saying, I should be on your sticker, here are my tits. I should be on your sticker, here are my tits. Here is my ass, here is my ass. And I'm like, sure, screenshot, and this is consent. I'm like, I, was, I didn't get in trouble for one of those. I was, just, I was semi-nervous well, because there was, you don't know if somebody changes their mind or something. That's why I was like, oh, no, screenshot no, no, and all no. this. I know what year it is. I'm not fucking stupid. But uh, well, yeah. On your next one, I have a really nice ass, and it's actually been on quite a few flyers. It's pissed a lot of dudes off because they've said, wow, who's that bitch? I want to oh, fuck that. And I'm like, dude, that's me. Got that and they hated it. Ah! <laughs> it's funny that you say that because it wasn't our first show, but one of like our original incarnation of Bedlam before we were even the Bedlam punks. You wouldn't know. No one knows the difference except like 10 people on the planet. But we were, we did our, it was probably our third show. It was called Butt Fest. And it was the first show I had a flyer for with my band on it. And I'm pretty sure our name was spelt wrong and with a U, <laughs> which awesome. made me. Definitely even, said Bedloom. Which made me even more mad because our logo was drawn everywhere and on our jacket. And the A, the L in the A, I ripped off from, like, the L.A. Dodgers, and it was also an anarchy sign. So, like, the A was very obvious, like, and it was, like, a U. But our first flyer was Butt Fest, and I remember being in, like, I guess 10th grade, passing them all around, and the flyer had all the names in the center and then just naked asses, different pictures of asses, <laughs> bare asses everywhere. And I remember what really made me think of it is my second favorite ass on the flyer Zach kept trying to convince me it was a dude. I'm like, that is not a man's <laughs> ass. That is, he kept trying to convince me it was a dude. Speaking of him, he hit me up. Black Zach. Nice. He, it was funny, right? I told him. He goes, what the fuck happened? Like he's seeing these bullshit posts from the cowardly drummer and shit. And so I give him the long story. And he goes, wow. Yeah, and I tell him, yeah, Renee's the only reason I'm not setting a bunch of fires and blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, not the Andrew I remember. The Andrew I remember would have lit all those fires, burned everything down, and definitely fucked that guy's girlfriend. <laughs> 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 all right. So, uh, Jason, like we said, 
putting on those bad English show. Jason, Chris, Hostel City. I, I know James that, working with them now. But uh, Jason, you know, I, 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 I got some love for some people. You know what I mean? And, and Jason is definitely on that list. And he asked us to play a band called World War Nine. That we had not heard. Is we Jason on yeah, the no, show? He just introduced so Jason. Uh, I don't know if he's on. I'm oh. saying with this song he asked. Oh, he, he didn't ask it live just now. Oh, he sent oh. us a message he, earlier. He sent me a message to play this song. He got me into them like a couple days ago. I never heard them before. Yeah, so I first heard them before the show. I was totally down. you know anything else about them? Are they coming through town? Uh, or I feel no. like this may be a they're, teaser. I think they're from New York. Um that's really all I know about them. It's he posted something on Facebook, um, like a Spotify link or whatever, and I was like, "Yo, this is yeah, good." Yeah, that was. But I I listened to them and uh, he requested that they get played on tonight's show. So, all right, so here they are up next. World War Nine, Pogo debut, fired for partying. <laughs> Been whoa, <laughs> some technical difficulties. Uh, so Joe, when's the unsubs next show, my man? Uh, b- uh, Blank 77 uh, in Baltimore. Oh, at the pizza thing? No, that's in Roanoke. We're playing with them the night before oh. in Baltimore somewhere. Oh, tell me more. I-, I don't know anything about it. All I know is that we're playing with them in Baltimore. I got gotcha. you. Uh, we're playing uh, two shows in a row with Blanks. Uh, June... Um, no, July 29th and July 30th. July 29th is in Baltimore, Maryland. And July 30th is in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Salem, Virginia. And, uh, it's is the that the one with Den. Trooper Scabra? No. No? No, no, no. Did, no, we did don't. that already happen? Yeah, th- I know they played there sometime recently. I didn't go to that show, though. Is it Angry Youth that's playing in Georgia? In, uh, where is that? Yeah, Power. Well, so no, no, Angry Youth's playing the Blank Show, too, in nice. in, in July. But that's Yeah, what, so be that's cool what's up. No, it's going to be a fun, fun time. But okay. yes, 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 let's get to that uh, World War Nine far- fired for partying. Fired
All right, Pogo City Radio. Andrew on Pogo City. We are going to be getting out of here soon, but not quite yet. So don't leave. We got a little, not yet, Sean. We got a little <laughs> bit more talking. That is not ready. <laughs> and uh, we, we got we to gotta play some, definitely got to play some more songs. Bad English coming up the 27th and 28th. North the 27th. Philly the 28th. Hostel City. Here's English Breakfast. The bad English on Pogo City Radio. What's good, Joe? Oh, none. <laughs> You're creeping <laughs> up on me as soon as I unmute no, the mic. I had, to, I had to move, so. But yeah, I think it was definitely a fun show. It's, I'm glad we had Wendy on, and it's good. Most people, their first time, they either say nothing, and when they do say something, they're like, "Hi, I'm Wendy." And like. <laughs> But yeah, it was good having you on. Thank Joe, you. you know we always love it when you're here. I love I'm being pumped. here. Tomorrow will be fun. It's my kid Ava's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, so, well, Ava. Thank you, thank you. It's actually Sunday is her real birthday, but doing the party tomorrow. And it's mad funny. Uh, fucking some locals will know. But my daughter's best friends for like a couple years now are these twin sisters and I did think they, like, I knew their face. I knew their face. Go to their birthday party last week. Their aunt sees my kids in the picture. And Brittany Storm's nieces. And what's funny about that is Jess, the mother of my children, was best friends with Brittany Storm. And now her nieces are small best fucking friends world. 
with Ava and not because they were like Britney lives states away now. You know what I mean? She noticed my kids in the picture. So I, I had me, I was like, so I wonder, I was like, I guess it's like a personality thing. Like they must kind of act like their family and Ava acts like her family and those two things attract because what's even funnier in her old school, same thing happened, but it was one of my friends, her best friend for the two years she was in that other school. I find out when they graduate Rico, Enrique from back in the day was her fucking dad. Both <laughs> of her best friends. And Brittany was also one of my like closest friends for like two years. It was so, and that's why I knew their face. They all, you know, do you remember Brittany's family by any chance? Did you, you didn't no, go there as much as no. I did. You dated Brittany, didn't you? For like a week. It was like a high yeah, school thing. It was, it was like, <laughs> it was like two weeks. Oh, all right. But now I uh, like, there was like a summer or two where we like lived at Brittany's house. And it's, it, they all have, it, it's very pretty, but they all have a very distinct face. Like, do you know, and as soon as I was like, as soon as I, I'm getting all these confusing text messages, I was like, oh no, I could see that from a mile away. But we're going to have a bunch of fun here. Ava said, I said, I knew you guys awesome. were crashing up here. And I was like, Ava, we can't take the kids upstairs. I said, I might have some people up there. And even if I don't, it's going to be a wreck from the night before. She was like, but I can bring my bass down, right? <laughs> she was like, because the poor kid, right? Aww. She, just like I was, you know, you, especially when you're a bass player. Uh, well, I was a teenager, so it was even worse. You get a lot of shit from guitarists. <laughs> that's why I always would play so fleshy. Oh, that's not hard. Bass is easy. You know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so you got to prove them wrong. So she makes it very clear that she plays bass, not guitar. And she tells her friends, and they're like, what's a bass? <laughs> 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 and she gets all pissed off. No, she's like, you think it's a guitar, but it's a bass. Just think it's a guitar, but it's deeper. So yeah. she's all pumped to come show. And she can actually play. So she's all pumped because not only can she show them she can play, but like they don't even know what a bass is. And she needs That's to educate cool. them. That's she needs, super cool. needs to educate them. So uh, we're going to Go get out of here. And I am going to dedicate a song to her before well not to play a song for her but uh yeah i hope you guys liked our little exploited shit you know i had a lot more notes but we don't need to get to them and um but yeah definitely check out uh, the documentary that i was referencing that i used to own is free online just it's just titled now exploited doc it says parentheses great footage Go check it out. It's an hour long. You can't understand a word Wadi says, but you can understand about half of what the narrator says. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, yes. Before we leave, I am going to play Sloppy Seconds. This sounds weird for my daughter, but because of the song. But uh, I do have to tell my other exploited story. Okay? So now, you know, just fucking with the weeds now but back in the day used to party a little harder you know what i mean so we're getting all fucked up we're going to see the exploited okay this is literally i think i was 17 what i think it was like 2003 we were still in high school i'm there with this is the third person we're talking about who's dead i'm there with matt finken and crusty fuck josh right we all got blow right and fucking me and zach do ours and it's like all gone super early you know what i mean and i knew matt was holding out and he always did and i knew he always had plenty and fucking we're standing out back of the club in the parking lot and this little dude 
with long red dreadlocks pops up next to me and goes, Oi, mate, do you know where I can get some blow? And I'm like, is Wadi asking me for cocaine? Oh, my God, Wadi's asking me for cocaine. We're going to go on the Exploited's tour bus and do cocaine. And I'm like, well, I personally don't have any. And I look at Matt and he goes, I don't have any. And I'm looking at him like, you son of a bitch. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, you son of a bitch. This is Wadi. Are you killing, kidding me? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't have any. And I'm looking at him and he goes, okay. And he walks away. I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? What what the fuck did you just do? If I had a bump, I would have taken it on that bus with him. <laughs> Even if he didn't want us to come, I'd have told them to fuck off and I'd have gone by myself. <laughs> like, I was like, how did you, what? I was like, no, no. And then to make matters worse, fast forward like five years, he's telling that story and it ends with, and then we went on the bus and did blow with Wadi. I was like, shut the fuck up, you fucking liar. <laughs> I, was, I was like, fuck you. No, we didn't, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I was total rage mode. Like, I was, I almost fainted when it happened the first time. And it's like when the greatest story it, ever. Change the story. I, I just saw red. It was like just Wadi's dreadlocks in my, I was just, Red. <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw him when he had the red dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Ficken, rest in peace, but dude. Come on, man. You should have shared with Wadi, man. <laughs> dude. <laughs> if he's got any regrets. <laughs> but uh, yes. Yes, loving the wow. exploited. And uh, you guys can go find out about their later 2000s albums, Beat the Bastards and all that. Personally, the first record I ever had of theirs CD was live at the White House, 1985. And uh, yeah, so they, they had a lot of live albums that they actually sold and shit. I just felt like I'd throw that in there because it was my my first exploited post, uh, purchase also from Double Decker. You guys got anything before we get out of here? Um, All right. Um, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Hope to see you motherfuckers. Go fuck yourselves. Joe said so. At Thank the you. Exploited show. And, uh, yeah, support your local scene, bitches. Go to pogocity.com to uh, get some more stuff. Go follow us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. We're everywhere. You know what it is. If they're two hours into this show, they they do all that stuff already. But still, like and share. We appreciate it. It helps. We're getting out of here with one of my daughter's all-time favorite songs. Here's the sloppy seconds with You Can't Kill Joey Ramone. Catch you next time.